DCM works. Wear us like a hat. Uh, so this week I want to thank patrons. Shit, I just had the list in front of me. This is wow. This is a shaky start. Um, Derek Derrickson, uh, who has been with us for a while, and he actually just increased the amount he's donating. So big Ooh. shout out to Derek. Um, Jackie from Adelaide. That's her screen name. I'm not. She, Jackie I don't from know Adelaide. That she's from Adelaide. That's pretty cool. She, yeah. Uh, and Carla. So shout outs to you guys for being a Patreon. Thanks for supporting us. And uh, I really like that sweater on you. Hey guys, big welcome back to another episode of the Art for Artists podcast, the sweatiest podcast on the internet. Oh God, I yeah, am it's David. Today. DC, it's a hot day in Australia. Yeah. I'm David DCM, creative director, lead writer at DCM Works. This is my co-host Ben, as always. I'm sweaty McGee over here. It's a warm day in Australia because yeah. it's fucking summer, mate. Summertime. This is a summer podcast series. Mm. It's not. It's just. Do we have summer cricket series, right? Yeah, we have summer everything series. Yeah, probably. Except, cancer except probably like, like probably like not soccer because it's too hot to play soccer in the heat. Soccer's a winter sport. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But is it, is it a winter sport in England? Does that mean it's a summer sport here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Who it's knows? a summer sport there because it's too cold otherwise. Uh, podcast at dcm.works if you know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> don't email me about that shit. This is Christopher Walken here to warn you that this contains some explicitly foul language and if you don't like that then i'll put my foot in your throat the soundtrack's amazing yeah the visuals are very like well done and like the gameplay is <laughs> super fun <laughs> and like because those three things are there it's like it's exceptionally good hey, i could do it in a heartbeat and make millions but it would feel like gouging my soul out yeah jurassic park's a little more like ddr if Shrek is a fairy tale creature, can he actually own land and want to kick them off? Where did that come from? You have to make a lot of shit up to make good art. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's just the truth. Like, we'll do whatever. I don't mind. Um, we love the attention. We, uh, <laughs> I mean, we tolerate the attention. All right. So um, this week uh, we're talking about our best and worst of the year. Top ten, mostly list. best. But before we do that, what time has it been? Oh, it's time for us to say what we're doing. What are we listening what, to? Yeah, that one. Theme song. Da, 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 da. Don't make a theme song every okay. time. We have one thing recorded, <laughs> but you can do that if you want. All right. Um, I will cut. I'll keep yours in as well. They'll be Thank both. You. All right. So, um, what have you got for what are we listening to this week, Ben? I watched all of One Punch Man, or at least all that was. Available. Yeah, all the ten episodes so that are up at this the point. The first ten. Um, Bearing in mind that it's it's the start of December. If if you're not watching yeah, this, because of recommendations from. Apparently, numerous people. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's I I wanted to watch it because mm. it looked hilarious. Yeah, and it is hilarious. It's yeah. good. I no, like it. it's good. Um, if you want to hear a really more... good animation, yeah. I, apparently, it's like so it's done by Mad Madman Studios. Yeah. But it's like it's basically like the animation is like the animation team behind it is basically the Avengers of Japanese animation. Oh, it's okay. like. All this crazy talent from like Gundam, like I know it's the guy who even from Jillian. I know one of the guys from Bone Studio who worked on Darker Than Black and did all the fight yeah, scene there's like, on. Oh there. yeah, like each fight scene is done by a different animator. Yes. So you can watch a fight scene and see the different Super interesting, yeah. Yeah, like see the different styles of animation in each one. Yeah. Like some of them will just be like sort of like even there's even some like attack on Titan stuff in there. Um the animator for the Titan fight scene in AOT did some fight scenes in um one punch man hmm. okay. that, yeah it's really good yeah. storyline's just fucking stupid <laughs> like the idea of him taking anything out in one punch That's amazing. Is, they use it really well there's a fantastic because... uh line in that where um they're like oh so what kind of because he because he goes away and he does like training and becomes a superhero like, yeah. oh, what, what kind of, <laughs> what's your training regimen? completely regiment? inexplicable like, like what's your training regiment? he's like oh, i run 10ks and yeah, i do like 50 but it, it builds it up so there's like three of them and it builds up for like a solid three minutes where it's like no they'll know because he didn't like they don't really know like the reason why he's so strong even yeah. he doesn't well he kind of does he puts it down to training when it's not but he just trains like a normal person yeah it's like he's just a little bit it's fitter like than yeah it's like 10 kilometer run 100 yeah. sit-ups 100 yeah. push-ups that's it 100 squats and that every yeah. day and it's like he's just quite what? fit and like him before he loses his hair and him after like not only does he, he's like he loses hair. hair he just completely changes like his his whole facial features are completely it's different super bizarre to look yeah at. it's so ridiculous and it's like they're not the same person it's just it's but great. it's it's so tongue in cheek yeah it's it's very um if you like black books or like any of that kind of 
really humor that knows it's over the top yeah. but doesn't overdo it it's it's great and like it's ridiculous because he's he's like the strongest easily the strongest in the world yet when he like signs up to be a hero spoiler alert he yeah. gets put at literally the bottom of the ranking yeah because he just fucks up the writing test yeah because 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 he, well, <laughs> <He's>, i think <laughs> he gets he gets full marks on the physical exam in fact he beats every record they had but he gets yeah, a c he's, because he's, he's fair because he's an idiot but, like i think i think the best part um is that one of my favorite things about that show is at the end of every episode whoever the villain ha- who he's defeated will introduce the next episode Oh, yeah. Which is just a really nice touch. Yes, it's really- But it's because they never have visuals by the time they've done that episode. So they'll just describe to you what the next episode is going to be. Yeah. In, like, their villain voice, and that's and the end of like, the episode. Oh, my God. And you're like, okay, I guess that was and 30 seconds of that. Pretty much every episode, except for a few of them, are just, like, one-parters. Yes. like, a few two-parters, which are, like, infuriating, because I'm currently on halfway through one of them. Yeah. Episode 10 ends on the cliffhanger. It's like... Urgh! But it's, like... The... the like, this... They're, like, 20-minute episodes... And there's, like, there's always some, like, earth-shattering apocalypse incoming. Pretty much. And, like, it'll, there'll be, like, all this character development of everyone, like, being super worried. And then he just comes in and punches, yeah, punches a guy. And it just dies or yeah, whatever. It's a solution. And it's, it's ridiculous. It's genius. He's a deus yeah. ex, and it works fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's exactly what it is. But they, they do it well. They sort of, they make him surprisingly human as well. Because he, like... He hates the fact that he kills people in one punch. Because he, he, he wants a real fight. There's a great scene where he has a dream that he's in a yeah. real fight. And he like wakes up, like he's like sweating and shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's just it's a like, dream. Oh my god. And then, and then he goes outside and the guys he was fighting in the dream are actually there. But they're like a quarter of the size. Yeah. And he and he just like steps on one yeah. of them. He, he steps on their leader them. and the leader dies. And then they surrender and run away. And he's like, oh. Mm. Good, that's a good What, what we Anything else you've been listening to? Uh... I re-downloaded an album from MC Frontalot, which oh is this guy who does quote-unquote nerdcore, mm. which is this, mm. it's this weird genre mm. of rap where it's just the lyrics are just Stupid. really nerdy and like me. It's, it's kind of bad. Um, I hate it. I don't really like it. It's like <laughs> the worst version of Damble. Yeah, and it's... Go listen to Damble instead. It's all right. Bad. And some of his songs are really shit, yeah. but I've been listening to it, I guess. No, it's, it, the problem is it's not, it's not ironic enough. Yeah, no, some of it's like so it way too... too serious, yeah, yeah, like there's one about porn yeah, being weird uh, and it's sh- just <laughs> it's like shut up it's just like mm, you don't know all right you don't know what you're doing yeah no, that's, that's, a, that's a good that's it um, any, any <laughs> that's tv or anything week. that's it no tvs uh, and movies i started watching bones oh um, that's funny i guess yeah don't it's, it's all right not worth it. i mean no like it. no worth it been takes watching like, it with my girlfriend it takes like five seasons and then they finally get together yeah she's like boring. she's like oh it's so good i'm like and yeah, all the drama right. of the show is going when they get together because they're together and then they have a baby and that's not even interesting it's a fucking boring show after oh all. yeah if they get together that would don't stop it. after season four i'm like four episodes in so okay. I'll... stop after season four okay <laughs> or don't whatever i'll just your watch, choice i'll just watch season one that's yeah. all i need to watch Watch mad men instead okay that's on netflix you don't have netflix. i do want to watch some yeah. point i need to watch uh what's that show with Kevin Spacey. Uh, the House of Cards. Yeah. Don't, it's bad. Um, I hate <laughs> it. I'm sorry. It shits me. Um, <laughs> All right. Never mind. Yeah. No, you can if you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, what did I... Oh, I had a specific thing I was going to remember to talk about that I've forgotten. It. But <laughs> I've been listening to... Um, I just started rewatching Black Books, which is why I mentioned it before. Very funny. It's like a comedy made in like 2002, and it's maybe the best. It's about a drunk bookshop owner who just drinks all the time and is a cunt. Sounds about and that's right. the show. Yeah. Um, it's great. Um, what else have I been listening to? Oh, yeah. Um, Blue October just dropped a live album um, that's like a preview of the album that's coming out next year. And mm. it's really good if you're into... They've been around for years, so if you know who Blue October is, which you, you don't, I'm talking to the people. I don't. The people. <laughs> I don't. Um, if you're in America, you've probably heard of them. They're, they're kind of an institution over there in Texas. Um, they're really good. They're a big deal. Yeah, they make well. They well, they're kind of not a big deal, but they've just been there forever. Yeah, um, and they're fantastic. And they've got a new album coming out, and the live version is out on Spotify, and it's so good. Um, that um, Logic just released just released a new album, which is pretty good as well. Yeah, I haven't really been watching any TV this week. I've been pretty busy aside from Black Books. I just watched a few episodes of that. Um, and if you're not in Australia, you want to you won't know what this is. But Hack, which is a program on Triple J. Yeah. Um, they did a special on like the Australian porn industry, and it's super interesting. Really? Yeah, it was really interesting. Huh. So Tom Tilly, I didn't know Australia had a porn industry. Yeah, exactly. So he goes, <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that was exactly the point. He yeah, goes, he, weird. he gets this panel of like people that watch porn, people that make porn, and people that are like anti-porn. 
and he kind of goes and does this bunch of this research. Oh and yeah, there's this great hack's really good. Yeah, there's this great interaction, and it, it was it was on ABC too, so you can watch. It's like an hour and a half special. Or yeah. Whatever. Um, and there's a particular. Oh yeah, I saw the ad for that. Yeah, and he goes he goes to a porn set and he talks to the people working there, and they're just like super normal people, and then he talks to yeah. the producers, and they're the most weird people in the world. Oh, <laughs> and it's just super like it's like oh my god, this is like yeah, the I feel I feel shit. like that's a case where like the produ- like people who wor- work in porn are just like normal people trying to make money, mm. but it's the producers of the weird ones yeah super interesting if you want to get a little more educated um on, on the porn on the porn well it's kind of interesting as well because there are people that have like these really extreme opinions about it from either side and they're both yeah. wrong <laughs> yeah. like so it, it's just a good lesson in like don't yeah, I've, ever I've, don't ever think you're totally correct because that's I've, often i met a lot of really yeah. or i've known a lot of really anti-porn people yeah they just get, usually wrong. they get very aggressive at like yes. anything that's even remotely which is weird because like you think like, you think to be it's it's kind of like coming. being anti-religion you have to have at least consumed enough religion to know that you don't want it <laughs> yeah. anyway um that's what i listen <laughs> to way of putting it. um yeah i don't think i've got anything else new um oh yeah no i did i just started the witcher 3 dlc finally no. i bought it like when it first came out two months ago but i still hadn't finished the game because it's obscenely long <laughs> yeah it's like one of the biggest rpgs i hate so far. it i love it and i hate <laughs> it i'll talk about that later yeah. um but yeah that's gonna be what i've been listening to uh so this week uh on the show we are talking our oh, no. things of the year things of the quote-unquote year no okay well i'll, I'll explain a few ground rules yeah. before we get into it <laughs> this is stuff that ben and i have consumed this year not necessarily understand. stuff that came out this year. I consume things at an alarmingly slow rate. Well, that's because you are, like, I am a few a, years behind. Like, you know that there's an XKCD comic about a joke that, like, the guy who yeah. plays games five years later, that's actually yeah. me. And Ben walks in, he's like, oh my god, I just finished Tomb Raider. Yeah, I'll cut, like, I'll literally be like, dude, which one is really bad? Yeah, and it's like, it's pretty, yeah, that happens a lot. Congrats. You will periodically send me something and you're like, hey, I just finished playing blah, blah, blah. What a piece of garbage. And I'm like, yeah, Ben, it's not 2004. <laughs> that. Like, I literally have all of the Mass Effects. I haven't played them yet. And I'll probably play them next year sometime. In fairness, nor have I. And then be like, I really like Mass Effect now, even though it's five you years might, late. Or you might, there's a new one coming out, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess. Anyway. Mass Effect Andromeda or whatever. So, like, for me at least, I tried to keep this mostly this year, but there are I a few did things not which... try. <laughs> <laughs> all right. They, at least I I'm think, off the hook in terms of that. I think they all are except for three. No, that's that's a lot. Um, uh, only two of mine. No, aren't. actually, I was looking at my other list. Most of them are not this year. No, only, actually, most of them are. Only, like, two of mine aren't. My movie was from this year. I think we probably have the same movie. Oh, it's going to be embarrassing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so a few grammars. It's stuff that Ben and I subjectively enjoyed the most. I think something important to realize is that it's we're not saying... Yeah. yeah, we're not saying this is objectively the best thing of the year for a given category. what we loved. What we're saying is what we loved, and whether or not that's contextual because it got us at the right time or whatever, we enjoyed it, and we'll talk about a little bit about why we enjoyed it and then move on to the next one. Yeah. So I'll lay there's out the... A ca- lot, there's a lot of categories. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to lay out the categories. We're going to try and limit them a little bit, and then we'll do some honorable mentions at the end of other stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Um, just because I've I've a mental list of things I want to mention that I enjoyed that didn't quite make my list, but I yeah. think you I got I know I got honorable mentions like within. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. So I've got a few things that I crossed out that I'm going to mention as we go. Yeah. That were like my that my that right. my toss ups. So I'll run through the categories really quick. So we have game of the year, movie of the year, TV show of the year, uh, YouTube video slash series of the year. Because I felt like that was an easier way to yeah, categorize YouTube, that. Just serialized YouTube. Yeah. Or it could just be like a one off or whatever. But yeah. I, like I wanted to include series as well. <laughs> Uh, music album of the year, and that can be a single or, or an, uh, an LP as well. Uh, print media, so anything that's like a novel, a comic book, whatever, any kind of. And prints, I cheated by putting an ebook, in which there, is fine because that counts. <laughs> yeah. Just anything that isn't other like media. Yeah. Uh, and then a podcast of the year, which obviously went to this. No, it didn't. It okay. went to other stuff. That's better. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with game of the year because that's obviously what we always talk about. I want to mm. get it out of the way first. Yeah. So what was your game of the year? Uh, so the real one is Hotline Miami Two. The one that's cheating because it came out December last year is Talos Principle. And I wish Talos Principle came What is Chow's Principle? Talos. T- oh, Talos. T-L-O-S. Good choice. So it's uh, made by Crow Team. So they're the guys who did Serious Sam. Yes. They're out of Croatia. Which Ben is a massive fan Fucking. of. So Serious Sam was like, is what my Duke Nukem was. Yeah, and he, is, he essentially I, is Duke I, Nukem. I know. Oh, I know, Ben. And the people probably have known yeah. that you were a big fan. So this this team of Croatia and like they have like the they're like in terms of being PC developers they're basically the new id tech in terms yeah. of they have an amazing engine yeah like they're really heavily PC focused. He means id tech before no id, id not tech before before rage. Um, before rage that's what yeah. I meant like in my head I had rage I meant rage like id tech three before, yes yeah not id tech 
whatever they use now. Well, Doom 4 was pretty good. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> so, well, for them it was. Serious Sam is, like, just this ridiculous, over-the-top shooter. And then they're like, yeah, like, for our new engine, the Serious Engine 4, which yeah. is amazing, they're like, yeah, we're making a, a philosophical puzzle game about the ethics <laughs> of training AI to, t- to take out tasks and also there's an apocalypse and also we talk about the bible a lot so does come up a lot i mean it's called the talos principle yeah but like (laughs) i mean like i just on on, it does yeah so like hollow mammy 2 everyone knows what that is but talos principle i feel like i feel like deserves like a lot of mention because it just came out like december 11th last year yeah like on pc yeah and it's probably one of the best puzzle games i've ever played it's pretty similar to uh what portal mm. um but less humor more philosophy yes but it, 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 I think but it still has the same really good writing it's still got the same like disembodied voice i think it understands its conceit very well so like it, it never feels um like it never feels pretentious at any point because it knows yeah, it, it knows that it's being like it it, it, it yeah, understands it knows what it is yeah and it presents its narrative really well it's also super fucking meta there yes. was so there's like terminals throughout the game that you read most of the lore through. Mm-hmm. Like you just go up to a terminal, terminal, and you just read like email x like email clippings and like newspaper clippings and stuff like that. Kind of the same information, as like, like a like a Fallout Four, like a terminal, yeah, or like a hollow tape or something. And probably the funniest example was a lot of the time they'll they'll hide text behind like a hex code. Yeah. You have to decode through something else, which is like oh that's cool, it's like a puzzle. It's a groovy. And one of them was like. It was this email from, like, a professor. So all the emails you assume come from the real world. And you're in, like, the simulation world, essentially. Yep. So you're reading this email, and it's about, like... It's like, oh, you know, your professor here, I want you to write a 1,500-word essay on, like, what you believe the difference... It's like, the question was, like, what do you believe the difference between, like, humans and robotics? And, like, where does the line get blurred? And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then it was, like send your like submissions to and then a bunch of hex and i'm like oh i want because this whole time i'd been decoding the hex in it to see what it says i'm like oh i wonder what this hex says so i decode it and it says facebook.com slash crow team nice. and i'm like oh my god they want us to literally write 15 so i did um of course you did i, I did what i wrote else a, you doing i wrote a 1500 word yeah philosophical essay philosophical <laughs> philosophical i wrote a essay philosophical essay i wrote a falafel the difference between uh robots and humans and sent it to their facebook team yeah and i didn't receive anything but i mean it was cool it's done now i mean i think they collated them collected them and yes <laughs> but like that sort of attention to detail is yes. like really cool. like there was literally even like it was like submissions are due that was like january 12th and like like no year it was yep. just january 12th but the game came out december 11th Mm. So I was like, oh, this, this is actually a thing. Actually I've got us. homework! Yeah. <laughs> so You made that sound very unexciting, but it's a great game. Oh, yeah. Like, the game itself is really good. It's, like, really well-made puzzles. Some of the later levels get, like, insane. Mm. Like, if you think of Portal being, like, you know, like, especially Portal 1 being, like, a two-hour tutorial for, like, the last half hour, essentially, mm. the Talos Principle is, like, a five-hour tutorial for the last two hours. Yeah, and the last two hours were insane, like mm. in terms of the storyline that it just plows on you, and everything. And there's an expansion which I haven't played. Mm. I don't have any money, but because I really poor. want to play it. Because I'm poor. It's just more of the same. But like yeah. the you know good game, like the game's beautiful visually. Yes, and they throw in a lot of like sort of purposeful glitches. Yeah, like within the world, like textures will just like disappear mm. for a second. It's very. It's it's yeah. There's literally like gets in your head yeah like there's part there's like so many easter eggs in it like based around serious sam as well which is like yes so it just, love it, it just pushes all ben's buttons yeah so get so amongst good. it like it's a good time yeah um, it's really cheap yeah because was there, pro team makes their games really cheap what was your other honorable mention for that whole night miami too well that was the real one oh, that was the real that one. came out this year and you've talked about that before yeah, it's, it's a good game it's, it's stupid great fun. yeah great yeah. soundtrack um my game of the year so originally i'd written witcher 3 dlc <laughs> No, specifically the DLC. Specifically the DLC. Because it's tight. It's well. It's like 20 hours, but it's tight. It's well written. The first one I'm talking about, not Blood and Wine. I'm talking about Hearts of Stone. Yeah. It's tight. It's well constructed. It buys into the conceit super well. It's basically a heist film, but in the Witcher world. And it That's works cool. incredibly well. Yeah. And they introduce this new system. Um, 
they introduce some new characters that are fantastic. You meet this immortal guy, and like one of the first—it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. But like in the first five minutes of um, when you're actually playing, not just the opening cutscene, you cut his head clean off, (laughs) and he just walks over and picks it up and puts it back on. And it was just like brutal, which has never happened in that world before. Yeah. So I was like, oh, whoa! And then the rest of it's this amazing heist thing where you you gather together a crew. You kind of cobble together a crew and you, 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 you take on this heist thing. Fantastic. And I was going to make that my game of the year, <laughs> just a DLC. But then I was like, hmm. But I also... It still has all the problems I had with the original Witcher, which is that the combat becomes too easy when you get good at it. Nothing really scales properly. So you can go from like fighting an enemy that's too easy to one that you can't literally can't kill. Yeah. Like It's still got the same problems that Witcher does, as much as I love that game. So it's going to have to go to AC Syndicate. Just for dumb fun. Oh, you, like my you KFC. Shill. That's my KFC <laughs> bucket of yep. chicken. <laughs> yep. Like, it's just stupid fun. Mm. So instead of that being my game of the year, because I don't want to make KFC my game of the year, no. it's going to be Among the Sleep, uh, which I only played for Halloween That's this year. That's that spoopy game. When you're a baby. Oh, yeah. Fuck I played it shit. on my channel for Halloween, and there's <laughs> yeah. the scariest. I, I screamed. Yeah, I, I think, like, last year when they announced that, I read like what the game was and i'm like mm, no i'm never playing that <laughs> that sounds horrible it was just it was the most intense like two hours it's not a long game but it's just so well made mm. um so that gets my game of the year for this year probably next year it's going to be fallout 4 because i haven't really got far enough into that yet i yeah. played like 60 hours but i'm I still mean, not far i don't know what my game next year will be because it hasn't come out yet probably probably has <laughs> probably came out three years ago <laughs> yeah good point since so our games and we won't linger too much uh our movie this i, I mad max free right? mad max free yeah <laughs> Yep. Mad Max Fury Road. It's a, um, it a good film. Tom Hardy's amazing. Everyone yeah. in that film acts amazingly. Oh, it's great setting. It's great it. action. It's a great film. Get the fuck amongst it. It's so good. It's the second best. Mad Need Max. we say more? Probably not. Don't. Well, Mad Max F- Two film of the year. Oh, do you know what? Fury Road is basically Mad Max Two. It's the best film. It's not the best Mad Max film. Well, I mean, all the like the first Mad Max film isn't really kind of the goofs. same as the others. It's. I would argue that it's the best. Mad Max film that's like totally. I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna there's probably gonna be two more like new age Mad so. Max films. Oh yeah, like so. definitely that's so good. But, but yeah, definitely our film of the year. Yeah, well, easily, easily. Like, I I was like when I was researching this, I was like movie. So I typed in. I was like, I like forgot what movies I'd seen this year. So mm. I typed in. I was like top movies 2015. Yeah. And then the first one was just Mad Max. I'm like, oh yeah, it's Mad Max. Yeah, it is. Of course. Yeah. Like what else? Was I was like, is it Spectre? Like, I saw that right. recently. Um, yeah, but it's not Mad Max. No. <laughs> so it was going to be... Mine was... I, the only thing that was coming remotely close was... Um, I was going to uh, say Interstellar, but that was last year. Yeah. That was like November I was thinking something year. that I watched this year. Because I don't really go to cinemas. I don't really have the time. Um, I... Yeah. Oh, shit. I was going to... Nah, it's gone from my head. Um, <laughs> I think I... No, I think it was... Um, no, I watched it... No, nah, was. I watched it in November. No, but yeah. Um, definitely Mad Max without the Just, question. Yeah. Um, so TV show. Uh, what did you have? Bojack Horseman. Oh, that's such a good choice. Why did I Bojack? <laughs> oh, it's such a good show. So season like season two came out this year. Look, I think it might be the best TV show the... ever made. Maybe. Oh, best cartoon. I think ever made probably so yeah. Far. Like in like, terms of like if you look at, like adult cartoons like mm, South Park. You want to be sad like about life? Oh yeah, like it's easily and also laugh at a horse horses. instead of realize People. like it's just it's just it's, yeah everything it's a roller coaster of emotions i've talked about this before in separate things like i talk about i've mentioned a show on my channel before but like it's so good it's like if you if you have any interest at all in anything comedy but you're Drama. like but you hate shit that's dumb and you, you watch it your life is a husk if if you it. ever want to feel empty like there are moments <laughs> in that show where there will be something that is so unbelievably heartbreaking then they'll cut to credits and then yeah. like every other show would, ha- would cut to credits and then like the next the start of the next episode will be happy bojack no, it's sadder than it ever was and then like, stays sad there's a moment but the, i think the good thing about bojack is that it it redeems itself in the end of every well except maybe the first season the first season ends pretty rough the second season just gets rougher but he but, it doesn't, end, but then ends really well i think the show redeems itself but he never does oh him him as a character doesn't but like as a viewer you yes. go away feeling better yes at the end of it There's, like halfway through you feel like shit you're like why am i watching yes. this shit yes but then by the but end you watch it the thing is you watch it to wait for it to get better knowing that it won't but then it does not it's it does slightly it, it doesn't get better it gets resolved to yeah. a degree and you're, you're like, like okay, that's can... about as much closure as i get in real life yeah. so i feel okay about it and it it's a, does a really good job of sort of bringing 
sort of people to the same mindset because you can be like super fucking depressed yeah you'll watch this show and you'll you'll stay super fucking depressed yeah but you can be fairly like you know fine with your life watch the show and it'll make you super fucking depressed so for the period of like you know in season two at least like episode five onwards yeah everyone's at the same mindset of oh jesus christ yeah but they kind of bring everyone kind of comes up to the same level at the end yeah it's like it like no matter what it has a like it has a beneficial impact. Yeah, they bring you as a viewer. Like it has like, a net gain as I think, a show. I think as a sh- like I think as an experience to go through and sit through, you come out of it and you will. I guarantee you'll learn something. Oh yeah. And there's this is beautiful toward like the very last episode. There's this is beautiful moment where you think everything's kind of resolved, um, and you have this moment where the show ends. But it kind of they they play this song by Courtney Barnett, um, and it starts off where. It's sort of this, and I think it's it's the most beautiful song they could have picked for the end of the season. Um, and it's where um, Courtney Barnett she's sort of talking about as much take her or leave her. Right? I love her, but some people hate the shit out of her. Yeah. So don't be sending me letters. Um, <laughs> seriously, people like attack the shit out of her for winning Triple J's album of the year. She was a uh... whatever it was, the J yeah. Award. Um, but yeah, so she, there's this beautiful song she has where it's sort of about her waking up and like in her in her apartment and it's like grossly hot because it's Australia. And yeah. She's like, I might go do some gardening today. Maybe. And so she goes outside and she has an asthma attack and ends up in a hospital. And it's all about how, like, irritatingly weird that is for a day. <laughs> she's just, like, irritated that she didn't, that, like, she missed her midday cartoons or whatever. Yeah. Because she's at hospital and she's annoyed that her neighbor's going to ask her why she went to hospital the next day. Like, it's just a super song. It's a song that is so perfectly in touch with the tone of the show mm. that it ends the season and you've, like, you have this crippling sense of things might get better. And I think that's the worst thing is that show gives you hope every time. Oh yeah, that's the problem because season three is season three uh, and four have been confirmed. Yes, the so season three I'm is so coming glad out that it has. probably like again July next year because mm. that's when they usually come out around July. Yeah. Um. So that'll be a. But yeah. And the thing with BoJack is that they come out all at once because it's a Netflix show, it's and also because it's Netflix, it's not written for advertisements. Yes. So it's very consistent. So it's impossible to watch all of them at once because you will just become just, a mess like plow through it's yeah. kind of it's easy to get through but it's also fucking difficult it's to get kind through. of like my tv show of the year huh segway huh? oh okay huh segway huh? segway all right no is, it was a uh, daredevil i haven't watched uh no i haven't watched any daredevil. um it, watched a bit of flash probably ew. um daredevil <laughs> <laughs> sorry the flash is fine um daredevil just the best show that i've seen in a long time i think just it was going to be jessica jones to be honest but the more i was thinking about it the more i was like i've watched daredevil twice which i never do i can't watch things twice but i watch it twice because i enjoyed it so much yeah and as much as there's some hammy acting toward the end from one fucking character who does a great job until his <laughs> final climax where he goofs it's just the best show and i walked out of it and i was like that was sensational so yeah, it's Daredevil, but by a, by a hair beating Jessica Jones, and then that by a hair beating Friday Night Lights. And Friday Night Lights <laughs> is a show about uh, a small Texas town, and it's about football, and it's about a coach. Football. I don't even like football. I didn't know the rules of American football before I watched the show. I mean, right? I watched The League, which is a show about know. fantasy football. No, this is not that. It's hilarious. This is, this is a drama about a high school football coach and his life and his family, and it is the single I've never cried so much at a TV show before well the good thing about shows like that is that you're able like the the sort of setting is just a vessel that's like most drama is just like the setting's just the vessel for the drama yeah and the writing is just it's yeah it's all about the characters it's just it's the most amazingly (laughs) constructed TV show and it only lost to to Jessica Jones and Daredevil because it's not Jessica Jones or Daredevil no it had a really weak season 4 where right. they had the lead writer went away to do something else, and he came back in season five. And he's just like, what the fuck and he, did you do with yeah, this? He was like, what happened? But yeah, so <laughs> it's Daredevil followed closely by Jessica Jones. I know that's not how it works. I have to pick an outright winner, but it is Daredevil. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Um, Okay, YouTube series video of the year that you enjoyed. Uh, This is this is one of two, and it's yep. probably the, the best current video games journalism mm-hmm. in video form that exists. Yes. And it's between... Oh, boy. I'm going to go with one, because the other one we'll get to mention later. Yeah. It's between Super Bunny Hop and... Oh, wait. Can you say video games journalism again? Video games journalism. Ah! Yeah. There we go. Well, games journalism. And ah! There we right. go. Done. It's... There you go. You're welcome. Don't either... send me emails. I did it. <laughs> it's either Jim Quisition, mm-hmm. fucking Jim Sterling's son, or 
Yep. Uh, Super Money Hop. I'm going to give it to Jim Position just because, especially this year, like, the stuff he's done is just, like, insane. Yeah. Like, the... He's pretty much single-handedly covered, like, stories that most other journalists have kind of shied away from. Mm -hmm. And he sort of... He's, like... He basically has no base like i guess no contractual obligation to not be an asshole so yeah pretty much everything he says is straight him because he That's used true. to be part of the escapist yes and about a year and a half ago he went just solo and i've he talked about went... how much i dislike the escapist before so yeah, they're really bad. we don't have to get into this so he went he went solo and it's yeah. pretty much the best things he's ever done because he's able to pretty much to speak his mind on most issues yeah um, Which is both good and bad, but it's largely yeah. been beneficial. So probably his biggest contribution this year has definitely been the Konami issues. Yes. He's pretty much single-handedly been the driving force in hashtag fuck Konami. Yeah. Because Konami is the worst. And I guess Super Bunny Hop has also done some things in Konami. Yeah. Probably most notably uh, George Weeman, the guy who does Super Bunny Hop. He got in contact with a an anonymous source inside Konami, who he was able to confirm was like, "Yeah, it's legit." I just can't say who he is, and basically did a story on what was happening at Konami before everyone knew what was happening at Konami. Yeah, and then two days later, it gets taken down by Konami, so everyone's like, "Okay, it was legit." Well, so that I was mean, sort okay. Of... Wait, hang on, pause. I don't want to get too deep into this, but um, no, it's... it got no, it got taken down by Konami because he didn't have enough corroborating sources. Because that's how journalism works. But continue. Well. No, no, no. That That is the reason. It doesn't matter whether or not it's true. Either way, got yes. taken down by Konami, yes. which is shady as fuck. No, so... it's correct. They were following the law. Don't, <laughs> don't be... No, seriously, don't be slandering them, because they will sue the shit out of us. And also, I want to be they, fair to they them. They don't give a fuck. As much as I ha- no, I know. But as much as I hate them, like, to be fair, they did what anyone else would have done if someone with one source produced a story like that, and were like, hey, this is the truth. Yeah, but it is super bunny hop, and he yeah, hasn't been. He's not the biggest source of him. No, I'm, I'm aware. I just, we just want to be above board with why. Right. I don't so... disagree with you. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, it's important to understand that what they did wasn't incorrect. So, like, I guess, like, I did want to give it to both of them. Mm. I gave it to one because I'll give it to super bunny hop later. Oh, okay. Um, Next year. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> I guess position on top. Yeah, Jimquisition is definitely sort of interesting because he really doesn't give a fuck. You know, like well, I the, think th- isn't that indicative of him giving a lot of fucks? Isn't that well? The there isn't really that? any other games journalist who starts every video standing in front of a podium, well, behind a podium, wearing a mask with a giant purple dildo baseball bat. That's true. Basically praising himself for yeah, the benevolent god that he apparently is. Yeah, that's true. Like he basically runs a cult, more or of less. Jim Sterling. Yeah, and you know, I mean, you would. Yeah, I mean he's glorious. Like it's well, he's alright. You know, thank God for Jim Sterling. Mm-hmm. So, really. whereas... corporate, corporate corruption's been around for a while. <laughs> games journalism is a cunt. Yeah, basically but... everyone in games journal. Okay, if you wake if you wake up tomorrow to go to your James your games journalism job, um, and like just look at yourself in the mirror for like thirty seconds and just go, and then realize... this is this is who I am, and take off your sports jacket that you're wearing over your t-shirt. You don't need it. You're a games journalist. <laughs> Just every morning. Actually, it doesn't matter what profession you do. I wonder why you're not doing video game, like video. What, what, what profession content. you do for a living? Like, doesn't matter what it is. When you wake up in the morning, just take like a hot fifteen seconds. Not every morning. Look in the mirror and go, "This is who I am." And just consider, and then uh, leave. But just for a hot fifteen seconds, just be like, <laughs> "What I am wearing is who I am," and then leave the leave the house. That's brutal, man. You have to do it. I you have to do it because, like. I mean, especially, I do that to make sure my hair is in Especially check. if you're in games journalism. It's never in check. It's, your hair is wild. It's a, it's a wild mane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just hot 30... It's just like, mm, this is who I am. Come to terms with so it. That's my favorite content of the year. Come to terms Gym with position. it. Change. Yeah, Gym good. Um, mine was... Oh No, A Ghost. What? Okay, so... <laughs> oh No, A Ghost is a miniseries done by the Sans Pants guys. And it's maybe the dumbest, cleverest show that's ever been made. It's uh, Jackson Bailey. Or Jackson B. Bailey from one of their podcasts, he sits at a desk and each week, um, it's started on Halloween, so it's not, there's only been like yeah. six episodes, but it's by far my favorite thing that anyone's ever produced. And it started with him like debunking ghosts, but the entire episode he didn't talk about ghosts once. <laughs> and then he did an episode on Bigfoot where he didn't talk about Bigfoot and it's All just right. the best structured, like it's a comedically well-structured, fantastically produced. It's just, it's, it's on point. Yeah. And I love it. And he, tried to do an episode on um blimp ladies 
what? Yeah. And then, like, in the middle of the what show. What is a blimp lady? Exactly. I still don't know. The producer was like, no, you can't. That's dumb. Do it on something else. And he was like, nah, but I've got these notes. And he, like, holds up the script. He's like, but I wrote the script. She's like, no, do something else. Like, in the middle of the video, he's like, no. Okay. Oh, and at the end, um, it cuts, and the producer's like, that wasn't scripted. I just thought it was a dumb night. He didn't tell me what he was doing before, and that was stupid. Such a good show, like, just on point. So, yeah, go check that out. Um, Sans, Sans Pants Radio. Sans is an S-A-N-S. Like, without pants. Yeah, without pants. Um, yeah. It's so good. Um, I won't... I don't... That's, it's just great. I don't need to say anything more about that. What was your music album of the year? El Juevo World's End. I thought you were going to pick something from Daft Punk, because you normally do. No, nah, they're a bit wild. They're a bit old. Like it feels, does not normally this, stop you. If this was last year, I would do That's true. random yes. access yes, memories, you would. but it's not last and year. And I wouldn't hear the end of it. No. Um, so, so say that again. El Juevo World's End. I don't know what that is. What's that, El, Ben? El Juevo is one of the uh, guys that worked... El Juevo. El He's one of the guys that worked on the uh, Hotline Miami soundtrack. But instead uh. of being one of the artists who did a lot of like the really fast and active and like energetic songs, he did, the quiet he did all the quiet songs. Ooh, <laughs> this shit's haunting. So... Uh, he and he's in Hotline Miami too. He's actually, uh, you know, the beard mm. in Hotline Miami. Yes, like that's him. Oh, like he's the beard is modeled oh, after him. That's cool. So he's basically a stoner, um, yeah. and he makes a lot of. So you mean he's a musician? Yeah. So he makes like all his music's really <laughs> like musicians, like atmospheric and yeah. like ambient and yeah. really calming. And that world's end. Oh, world's end. It's not that world's end. Was that a movie? That's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. So World's End... <laughs> That's a good soundtrack. Hans Zimmer, get amongst it. Yeah, it's all right. So World's yeah, End is just, it. like, an album of ambient tracks, which are all, like, amazing and beautiful. Yeah. And if you like that kind of thing, I guess, get on Yeah, it. good. Love I it. don't think any of the songs were from Hotline Miami 2. I no, think that was... Totally similar. That was one album too late. Okay. So was, this is the album after the Hotline Miami 2 album. Yeah. He actually has a game, which I really want to play, called Else Heartbreak. Like, Else Heart dot break. Mm. Open bracket, close bracket. It's a code thing and it looks really interesting because it actually has has an entire coding system inside of it yeah. where, where okay. you can actually go to an arcade system and program uh, your yeah. games inside of it that's groovy and like the game itself is like this sort of like exploration yeah like di- like rpg heavy dialogue oh okay i mean dialogue heavy rpg I, an rpg heavy dialogue no it's a thing rpg heavy dialogue thing thing it's a th- machine with this random mini entire minigame system mm. underneath it. That's pretty cool. But I haven't played it, so of course it's now. Oh, I don't know like how, but you made music year. albums about games. Damn yeah, man. I know. Clever. Surprising. Uh, my music album of the year Don't worry, was... like, the rest, the rest of my things are about games oh, anyway. Good. I was worried they weren't <laughs> going to be. Um, my music album of the year was Steam Powered Giraffes, Vice Quadrant. Fuck, I need to listen to that. Um, it's their Space I Opera album. Out. Oh, it's no. maybe the greatest. I forgot that, because it's not on Spotify. I've listened to it. Get it. Yeah, God, because they want to make money. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. No, look, I pay for Spotify, but it's a fucking gimp if you're an artist. Yeah. Don't put your stuff on Spotify. Um, seriously, if you're an artist and you need to make money, do not put it on Spotify. Yeah, because you um, won't make any. Yeah, put it on Bandcamp and just keep it cheap. That's what I, bu- I bought their stuff I, off yeah, Bandcamp. Most, like, most of the music I buy, it's off Bandcamp. Yeah, and, and I just add it to my if it's like If it says, like, oh, minimum $3, I'll give you 5 mm. If it's like, pay what you want. Know, it depends you, on the album. I'll give you five. Yeah, it depends, it depends on what it is. It's like four songs. I'm gonna give you a yeah. buck. This was like this is a this is a two and a half hour, two pa- two two part album. It cost me sixteen bucks. I give that five bucks. It was so good. Unless it's minimum sixteen bucks. I think the minimum is sixteen. But I it's like when they do that. It's two and a half like, hours. Do you know how much music that is? Yeah, but that's basically a hundred hours. They worth do of, a lot. That's like a hundred dollars. Uh, that's like a hundred songs worth of like, stuff. They do do a lot of acoustic stuff. Yeah, it's also mostly like not. I'm used to like two and a half hours of like ambience being like two dollars because most it's, of it's, it's the same. It's two and a half hours of exhausting story. Like, yeah. it's so good. It's it's probably it's my favorite thing they've done, and it's like I mean it's, they're, they're it's super war. experimental. Oh, so just look up Steam Powered Giraffe right oh, now so if you're at home. Yeah, they're, pause. Go look it up. Yeah, uh, they're incredible. Um, I, I mean, the first time I saw them, I thought it was CGI. Yes. I was like, that doesn't but look they're real. just dudes in paint. Yeah. <laughs> like, it... Well, even well, their movements. I think the first time I saw it, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's that's sped up. Yeah. Like, they're just doing it half speed, speeding it up. Nope. No, they, they move like that. It's so good. It's weird. So, yeah, um, the new album, though, was great, because it's basically about the robots, um, and they go to space for this particular mission, and it's all about... It's about, the, it's about, like... 
it's not directly about them, but it's about the events that are happening when they're moving through space. So there's like different heroes and stuff in space. When they like technically, like canonically, they're built in like the 1800s. Yeah. So like at least the spiners, which so means the a, other two would be older. So there's a comic book that no, the spine was built in the 22nd century and got time traveled back. There's a comic book, <laughs> okay. I think maybe. There's a comic book that goes with them that you have to read if you don't have to read it to understand it, but you, I just uh, think you should read it. It's rabbits. Yeah, well, it, there's like three or four hundred issues. Like it's been going for ages. Oh wow! Yeah, like, I know I started. It's a it. web comic in inverted commas, but it, it there's comics for each of their albums that match up, and there's interim comics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the premise of the new one is that the robots meet a satellite. So the, the 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 Earth exists in the Vice Quadrant, which is this spatial area, and it's all about the events that occur in this Vice Quadrant. And so yeah. it's about like heroes being born and dying, and villains getting born and dying, and stuff like this. And they do some really cool shit, like really cool. Yeah, I mean, the... uh, it's just like like if you think about the fact that it's just music, the amount of world building they do, oh, yeah, it's but insane. it's also just still a song by itself. If you don't know anything else, like it's just so good. Yeah, they're really good at building. Just oh, it's so good. Like the universe, yeah. like it, like. There's they have three albums right. There's two Four. cent. Oh, okay. So uh, they've got is the there like self-titled. Steam. Two cent. Nah, the first one's um, there's the Steam Man Band or something. And then there's two cent show, and then MK Mark three, three. and then and yeah, then and one. then the Vice Quadrant. Yeah, because two cent was like probably their breakout album. Yeah, and that was when John left. Yeah, and it got good. Yeah, and then Hatchworth joined. Yeah, the John amazing. was really bad. Oh, uh, he was he was just different. I think Hatchworth is so Hatchworth good, is so much more interesting. Hatchworth though. and the new one is great. He's cre- he becomes this like creepy insane person. There's a new one. There's a new album. Oh right, yeah. Um, but also Steve, their sound engineer, becomes a character as well. Yeah, he became one sort of in yeah. MK3. Yeah, so he's sort of the guy that runs, and then they've got Gigi, their giraffe, and then a few other characters and stuff that they yeah. keep. In. And there's just some really cool stuff they do. There's a few kind of like weird choices with like Gigi has a song that's just kind of annoying but like by and large it's such a sense it's an album that I listened to the first time and I was like eh and I've listened to it probably like I dread probably like 40 or 50 times now oh yeah I have the same with MK3 like I just keep like I'll get I'll wake up every morning and I'll be like what am I gonna listen to on the train this album yeah like I with MK3 like I listen to it and I'm like it's not the two cent show. No. Like it doesn't have the amazing songs. But it that just two grows on you so slowly. But you just keep watching it, and you're like, "Oh my god!" I have so many favorite the song songs. about the shoes. I have so many favorite songs now. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It's yeah, but yeah, that's my favorite. Like, it's so good. Um, honorable mention goes to Logic's latest album, just because it's. I mentioned that before, but it's just it's just really it's really well produced. Um, that and uh, Tuka did a bunch. Of, well, sorry, Tucker did a bunch <laughs> of. Um, like a versions for Triple J that were really good that are worth checking out. Oh, they're, not, yeah. they're not really albums, just thought I mentioned those. Um, I mentioned Triple J a lot today. Yeah, twice. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a lot, lot compared to normal. Yeah. Um, okay, print media. What did you have for print media of the year? I had a ebook yes. called Team Ben: A Year as a Professional Gamer. Team Ben, which is it's not about you. So, is it? No, it's not about <laughs> okay, me. Good. I was like, I, I've told you about this before. Then yeah, don't so it is. If you've, it's about melee. Mm. So if you've so yes, I'm I'm putting games and everything. If if you if you watch the Smash Brothers documentary, mm, yes, and you want a more like personal like why why of wouldn't the story, I yeah, then Team Ben, a year of the professional gamer, is the saddest thing ever. Oh, it's basically it's the same story. It's the it's yeah. like 2005 to 2006 of yep. Melee, which was like one of the biggest sort of periods for the game. Yeah, and it's a basically the story of one of the players called wife and his team called team ben you're like all right team ben cool Mm. i don't want to spoil it because it's like it's amazing it's pretty short it's like like i read it in like two hours yeah and i'm a slow reader so i mean it's short yeah but so what ben's saying is like probably like 45 minutes yeah like if it's me it'd be pretty quick it's pretty pretty short. short yeah but you definitely like i would recommend having knowledge of like the history of smash before going in because it'll make a lot more sense yeah because it's from the perspective of wife who is one of probably like the smartest and most influential commentators for smash yeah like it wasn't very good like team ben was known for doubles play it was husband and wife which were these two players that were really good yep like in doubles like in singles they didn't do very well but it meant that this guy wife whose real name's chris i believe Mm -hmm. he was able to sort of view like the top players without being a top player because he could could see what was happening with all the top single players Uh, okay 
as a top doubles player, not having to like worry about, oh, I actually have to beat these players. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. just see it. Yeah, like, just absorbing. It yeah. So he has probably one of the best like perspectives on just who everyone is like. Yeah. Like he he talks a bit in the documentary about how like people who play Smash have like their Smash personality, like how they play in Smash and yeah. what they're like, like whether they're arrogant, whether they're aggressive, like, yeah, defensive, whatever. Yeah. But then when they stop playing Smash, when they put like put the controller down, like what yeah. are they like then? Yeah, and normally you don't get to see that, but he was able to really see it like, yeah. when the game was like developing. You get to know the kind of people that are in, yeah. that are involved in that community. So he has a really good perspective, and it's a really good read if you like. Yeah, Smash. I think that kind of thing, especially is... if you like, if you kind of like the personalities. Yeah, it. it I think it's an interesting. Yeah, perspective. it puts it in a really good light. I think it's it's always good to have that context as well. Yeah, because it's easy to. Because I think the thing that I mean, I've talked about this a little bit before, but like, people sometimes will complain. They're like, oh, like. And this has only happened to me a few times where I've met someone who I've worked with through the channel um, or through other projects I've worked on. And I'll meet them outside of a work context, so like I'll just happen to bump into them or something. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're super different in person than mm, you yeah. are when no, you're working. It's, it's exactly and you're like, well, that's because like. that working personality is just like a different version of me than, yeah. than when I'm walking on the street. Mm. And they're like, oh, you're really standoffish on the street. I'm like, yeah, it's because I was listening to my iPod <laughs> yeah. like zoned out because I was thinking about what I'm buying for groceries or whatever. Like, I'm not, like, it's just, you're different people when you're in different places. Yeah. And I think something that I've talked about a bit before, and I recommend going to see Will Anderson is doing uh, Fire at Will. It's his new show. Um, depending on when this comes out, he's probably, he might have finished it or whatever. Um, but it's about public spaces versus private spaces. And the understanding that, like, in your private space, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Like... Yeah. You can have as many weird orgies as you want. You can smoke <laughs> whatever you want. You can do as many drugs as you want. I don't care. You can yell as much as you want. You can have your white, all, your eight white male friends over and get drunk. Whatever. But when you're in a public space, you have to be aware that like your actions have impacts on other people using that space. So if you have eight white male friends, don't walk around in a pack making loud noises because you make everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. And you make women feel like they're going to be attacked. Yeah. Like, just be aware that, like, you have a presence in a... And, you like, you have to be aware that there's a social contract that goes with being in a public space and just realize that your actions have consequences. Yeah. So that's, I think, always an interesting perspective to have when you look at something like a tournament like Smash or something because the people that are in that tournament are just people. Like, they're just dudes who have jobs. Pretty much, yeah. Most like, of them don't even play Smash yeah. for their job. They're just guys that have jobs that yeah. do this for fun. And people are like, oh, you did such and such. Go kill yourself. And that's just a dude with, like, a wife and maybe a kid or, yeah. like, a dude with, like, a lovely boyfriend and you're just being a cunt for no reason. Like, just be aware that, like, public... Like, you, you should... Un like, as a person, I'm saying, you should understand that there is a difference between public and private space. And I yeah. always think stuff like that is a really good way to show people that yeah. and have them realize that. So if you want to, if you want to read it, it's on... Yeah, how do, how do people get to it? There's You can probably just Google Team Ben... Yeah. ebook and it comes up it's host so it's free and it's hosted on a website called smash reads which Sick. is pretty funny because it has nothing to do with smash no but just, Chris was just like he was just like yeah, yeah this place seems like a good place to upload this yeah. thing it's got the right it's a name book about smash yeah, it's got the right yeah name. so good so it's on yeah smash yeah get onto e that um, i might even i might even link that in the in the comments yeah, actually in, in the show notes um yeah. it's definitely like not a lot of people know about it because he didn't really advertise it he yeah just sort of like wrote it well i guess it's not the kind of thing you would want ages not the kind of thing you would want to advertise yeah either. and then put it up yeah. because like the intro like the first few sections of it which sort of explains who he is and who basically what team ben is yeah it's real sad it's pretty bad okay yeah so get and him it, and it puts it puts him in like you read that and you realize oh that's that's why wife is how he is okay you sort of realize oh that's why he has this perspective yeah Okay, so yeah, get get into that. Um, yeah. I that sounds. Like I'm probably going to read that actually in the afternoon really when I have some time. Um, but yeah, podcast of the year. What do you have? The TOVG podcast. Which yes, is, good choice. You have. You should explain for the people at home. So that is Super Bunny Hop George Weedman's podcast with yes. his friends. It's just a video game podcast, pretty much. But it, like, I was gonna like. So when I was when you said like you know internet show and podcast, I was like one of them is going to be like. Jim Sterling's and one of them is going to be George yeah. Newman's because I Just love the question guys. is which which way they both have podcasts and they both have uh, like internet shows yeah so I mean Jim Sterling's podcast is pretty much the same as his show it's just a lot less formal 
Yeah. But it's got the same amount of butt jokes and dick jokes and yeah. just crass humor. It's Whereas you... with Super Bunny Hop is that the podcast is a lot more... It's like the same. It's a lot less formal, but that's actually different to his show. Yes. Because his show is very well, like, very structured, very, like, well-edited. Yeah. Like, written. He's, like, he actually has a journalism degree, so he, like, he actually puts a lot of effort. It's, it reminds me more of, like, a Philip DeFranco yeah. kind of thing. And he, so, but his podcast, where it's just him and his friends, you know, you're able to actually get a sort of... You get a sense of what he's like. Yeah. Like and a you get a sense of his opinions, I think. And I really like it. Plus, he yeah. just has opinions that I like, because he sort of, he doesn't really get caught on hype. He just sort of takes things as it comes. I think we've talked about this a lot, but like, I think that's why I really associate with Funhouse, the crew of uh, Rooster Teeth. Yeah. Um, so Adam Kovic's crew is because like every time that someone is excited for something, Lawrence is like, "Nah, shut the fuck up." Like, I re- yeah, those those guys are funny because I remember like years ago when I used to sort of actually follow Machinima when they were with they were Machinima. at Inside Gaming at Machinima. Yeah. Yeah, they like those. They would sort of get into the hype you know well yeah because it's they, like that was skyrim really, with guns they were like, kind of shit like, like that they were kind of like games journalists at that point and they've transitioned into this weird interim space where between, they just hate video games well kind of <laughs> they're, well they're like they occupy this weird space where they're almost games journalists but they're still just let's players yeah and so they have some really well, interesting they're ex-journalists like, yeah who so are they, now let's players so they, 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 they sometimes will get scoops and stuff but they'll report on it like it's a conversation not like they're trying to be like the first person to yeah. have discovered it so it's just yeah, they have a great podcast called Dude Soup, which isn't my... It's not my podcast of the year. It's honorable mention, because yeah. it's great. And I think that it comes from a similar place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy that balanced perspective. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm going to... TOVG podcast. It's yeah. hard as dicks to find, because you type in TOVG podcast, and the first one you get is that one video game of podcast, which isn't the one I'm talking about, because yeah. that's uh, the completionist... Yes. Which is, he's he's that one video gamer. Like, that's yep. his channel. It's it's like the second one on the list. <laughs> you go yes. to TVG Podcast and Google is the second one on yes. the list. Um, I think if you go through superbunnyhop.com, you can find more. Or if you just go to their YouTube channel. Yeah, it's, it's on their it's YouTube channel. It's linked in all the yeah. and stuff. Uh, mine was, Podcast of the FME was D&D is for Nerds. Yeah, I, just, I saw that one coming. Um, yeah, so D&D <laughs> for Nerds. Yeah, D&D for Nerds is, yeah. uh, again, by the Santa Pants crew. I'm just a big fan of the stuff they produce. Um, and it's just, it's them doing a super lowbrow D&D campaign, and it's super dumb, and it's just fun. Yeah. And they don't overproduce it, they don't underproduce it. It's just well-made, it's well-structured. It's great. Wow, haven't heard of that idea before. No. No. Uh, no, it's not like we do that That's as super well. original. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they just do it well, and it's, it doesn't try to be anything that it's not. Um, yeah. But I'm going to look at my phone really quick and look at the other podcasts just for my honorable mentions, because I listen to so many. Because I work at a... For those of you who don't know, I work a desk job, so I listen to podcasts all day. Yeah. Um, so obviously, anything from Sans Pants, so obviously I've mentioned them a bunch. Um, the Weekly Planet, uh, which is the official podcast at comicbookmovies.com. Uh, which is Mr. Sunday Movies and Nick Mason, and they just go through, like, each week they'll do, like, a big roundup of, like, the comic book movie news or just comic book news in general, and then they'll talk about something. So, like, this week they talked about the Batman v Superman trailer. Uh, they did Jessica Jones a few weeks ago, and then they talked about how bad Spectre is a week before that or whatever. Like, <laughs> but just Spectre that kind of thing. was fine! Um, eh. uh, <laughs> I listened, to, I mentioned a bunch of this stuff before, but uh, Tofop, Fofop, and Willosophy, so all of Will, yeah. Will Anderson stuff. But other than that, yeah, I just listen to like a bunch of stuff because I just have nothing to do all day with my ears. Cause yeah, I, I, I get boring daughter. I'm it. more of a video podcast. Yeah, because I do a lot of coding, so it's just yeah, it's something to one watch. screen code, the other screen moving image with sound. Oh, I just have Netflix going when I'm doing writing yeah, or something, true. so I just have it like or no, usually music and then like I usually honestly normally I, I do music and then a let's play of a game that I've not played with the sound off, <laughs> and it sounds dumb. But it's like, yeah, it's just, from, a, from a writing perspective, it's really good to see shit out of context because it's like, oh, that's a weird landscape I've never seen. So I'll do like Bloodborne yeah. or Dark Souls. Oh, that'd be good, yeah. Which is really handy. So that's a weird tip if you're sitting at home and you're like, I have trouble f- concentrating when I'm writing. Put on some like music that gets you focused and then yeah. put on some visuals that are, like constantly changing. I usually um I usually watch like TV shows when I'm coding. Mm. but And I was like, yeah, I'll just I'll code and watch, um you know, uh, One Punch Man at the same time. Except it's got subtitles. So, <laughs> so uh, I can't. I have to pay attention get, to it. Get your dub shit. No, I haven't uh, done it yet. No, um, there's no dub. All right, so honorable mentions of stuff that we love this year that didn't come up at all. Anything comes to your head immediately? 
shit i remembered something like halfway through this Damn but i forgot it. it yeah that's that's the way yeah. um okay honorable i generally mentioned most of them yeah i've kind of touched on most of them um i mean we, we did a whole podcast on fallout 4 but that's actually i want to talk about that in like i'm not going to talk about it too much because we always talk about fallout but um <laughs> you always talk about it fallout. i can't help it because it's because it's, it's all i've been doing i recorded like 18 episodes over the weekend yeah like i just it's i've done a bunch more of the story now finally i mean i'm like 60 hours in and i've finally done the first story mission um <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, it is really good. And the characters in it are really good. I'm still waiting for it to be $40. It's never going to happen. Um, oh, I'll, I'll get it for $40. It's really good. Just and it's me. really interesting. And, like, it just, yeah. And they have, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a particular detective you meet who oh, is no. my favorite character. He looks pretty cool. He's. I'm I'm looking forward to playing Fallout 4 eventually. They do this just great. Just for the companions. They do this great thing where they're like, here's a trope. And then they just spin it. And they're like, they just a little. They just give it a little bit of a tweak, and it's like, oh, that's way more interesting than it ever could have been in any other context. Because he's a robot. Well, no, that's a spoiler, though. I'm going to have to bleep that. It is actually a spoiler. Because he's a boop! <laughs> yeah, there'll be a beep there. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, a good example is, like, Piper, one of the characters you meet, um, who's in some of the pre-release content. Um, they do an interesting thing with her where you expect her to act one way, and then she does the opposite. Yeah, um, she was like, you could get her on Fallout Vault. Yeah. Like weeks and so they do this kind of yeah. So this interesting thing. She was pretty heavily pushed as look. She's important. She's awesome. Um, she ended up being she inadvertently. I was just too nice to her, and she ended up being my love interest. And then I was like, well, I guess we've done that now. Well, uh, actually, one funny thing that Jim Sterling did on Fallout Four was he commented on the fact that you can just fuck anyone, yeah, as many people as you want, and no one cares. He's like, that's nice. It's like it's basically polyamory. Well, it also it also makes sense. It's like it's I've a triple A game addressing polyamory I've, in a I've, very mature way. I've talked about this before, but like it also makes sense because if you're in the wasteland, there's no one else around to see you fucking someone else. It's also just a case of like, like you can literally sleep with someone, wake up, go outside to another companion who you've been sleeping with. They just don't care. No, don't it's care. like cool. It's the wasteland. Good game. Everyone's dead. Also, my favorite comic I've ever seen is um the SJW are attacking Fallout Four. Oh no! No 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 no. Um, Polyamory. Well, no, probably. They no, probably will. It's not. They probably might. They, it's literally an oversight. They probably love which it. Which just ended up being, oh my god, yeah. polyamory and Fallout Four. Yeah. You can also fuck anyone. Don't, it's a matter of your race or gender. Yeah, that, that's or whatever, so, that's like, awesome. Whatever. That's um, kind of like that's Bethesda in a nutshell. Yeah. But like one of the things that's great. That's this great. I saw this great web comic. I cannot reference where it was from because it was on my Tumblr. I don't know. But it's. This char- it's 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 like, like the vault. It's like your character, your playable character, um, in the vault suit. That's how you know it's them. And someone's <laughs> like, "Hey, have you found your son yet?" And like it, they're like, "Hey, have you found your son yet?" And he goes, "Huh, what son?" And then it just cuts back, and he turns back around. And he's making out with Piper on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> like that's yeah, basically the game. You yeah. just forget about your son. But yeah, um, shit, I talked about Fallout Four. Um, I didn't mean to. Um, other honorable mentions. Ah, oh, I've been watching the latest season of Pokemon for research. I hate it. I hate it. I was so on board what, 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 with... What uh, region is it? Uh, X and Y. So, wow, they're, they're really Kalos? far behind. Kalos. Kalos. No, not X and Yeah, X and Y, the most recent games. That's... You mean Oris, most recent games. Huh? XY is the most recent. What's the most recent? The remake for Oris. Huh? The what remake. You, what words are you saying? The remake for Ruby Sapphire. Omega Ruby... Yeah. Alpha Sapphire. Don't abbreviate it, you dickhead. Oris. O-R-A-S. I don't know what How that do you is. I not know what Pokemon Oris is. Why would that ever come up? <laughs> because that's the most recent one. Yeah, but those are remakes. They're not going to make the anime of that. That'd be fucking weird if Ash no, is like, but Oris going is... back to do my old story. No, because Oris is an alternate timeline. I understand that. Ruby Sapphire. But you can't alternate Ash. I guess you could. They have. They could. They have. Also, Ash is way cooler now. But um, he's also a character. He's not just a dickhead. Wow, anyway, that's a first. but yeah, no, I hate it. But for like a myriad of reasons. But I, may, I was gonna give an honorable mention only because I've watched so much of it because I have to for research. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it's depressing. Uh, it's pretty sad. Um, other games. I mean, I've, I kind of talk about everything I tend to play on the show, so I don't think there's anything. I guess honorable, honorable mention to Dirty Bomb. <sighs> took away a hundred yeah. hours of my life, and I've I've mentioned and that before, fucked them up. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anything else. I think that'll probably do us. It's about an hour on the uh, an hour on the nose there. Yeah. Um, where can people find us, Ben? On the internet. On the internet, good. Um, one day you'll get the plugs, <laughs> yep. probably not. Um, so dcm.works, um, in the show notes, we got our Patreon, and you should buy a t-shirt also, we have t-shirts now. I have um, to buy a t-shirt, because David will get one for me. <laughs> what? You didn't ask for one. David, can I have a t-shirt? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I might buy Ben a t-shirt. Um, but yeah, so grab a t-shirt. They're a good time. If you like our D&D podcast, we've also got some ones coming up for get AFA. The the get, the, one. get the one for Ben's uh, Ben's Ben's company. Oh, God, D&D. yeah, there's one for me. Yeah, yeah the, the finger gun. Yeah. Um, get that one, the pan one as well. Um, and there's also one with your face on it. Yeah, that, um, that one's good. Yeah, yeah that's right. Get that's that. weird. I'm getting that on a mug. <laughs> Let's go take it down. I need to get that with a mug as yeah, well. It's gonna be good. That's more of a mug than a shirt design. That's more, yeah, I, that's I get people want on a shirt. You can buy it on a shirt. Put it. Put it on a pillow and sleep with us. Sleep with us next to your face. Sleep with my face. Sleep next with your, to your face, face next to your face. You can get my uh, my my face from my YouTube channel if you want. But otherwise, yeah, I think that's about all the plugs uh, on Twitter where DCM underscore works. Yeah. Uh, everywhere else with DCM dot works or digital and creative media works. And yeah, I think that's about it. Um, any closing thoughts? Nah. This year was not a great year for films. Next year's going to be insane. You mean, I mean, no. Next year's going to be mental. This year's going to end well on films, because Star Wars Episode 7 is coming out. It's going to be the best movie ever. Nah, it's going to be a film. Um, (laughs) Wow, dude. And then we've got, uh, next year we've got Batman v Superman, and then we've got Captain America Civil War, and more importantly, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I'm so excited for. Yeah, that'll be good. Oh my god, Guardians of the Galaxy was like literally, Like, I literally stopped caring about Marvel yeah I dissed that film the Guardians but I like Guardians of the Galaxy yeah I'm not even excited I'm just I want Batman v Superman because it's different I'm just sick of Marvel <laughs> I just want I, like I'm kind of excited for Star Wars yeah oh look it'll be, it'll, be it'll, it'll at least be a film and that's all it needs to do yeah I'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm the most excited I've been for anything ever but like I'm very cautious yeah yeah that's a bit um, <laughs> but yeah so that's gonna do it for this one guys um, yeah I mean I've done all my plugs so I've been David I'm Ben and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. The visuals are very like well done. And like the <laughs> gameplay is super fun. <laughs> and like because those three things are there, it's like it's exceptionally good. Hey, I could do it in a heartbeat and make millions, but it would feel like just gouging my soul out. Yeah. Jurassic Park's a little more like DDR. If Shrek is a fairy tale creature, can he actually own land and want to kick them off? Like, where did that come from? You have to make a lot of shit up to make good art. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's just the truth, man. Like.